of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to share what we feel is common sense conservatism. It's not complicated. It is just right in front of you. Just got to see it. Just got to say it. Got to be unafraid. You have to be unwavering. You have to love America. You have to tell the truth. And if that's what you subscribe to, you've come home to the right place, and we're delighted to have you. Have you guys noticed, looking around you, how many stories have begun to unravel and the speed with which now they are gaining momentum in terms of just us talking about them and i'm i'm super excited to share some of them with you today they're all predicated on something sucky some kind of theft or fraud or deceit or corruption yes but there is this silver lining of honesty and truth and awakening and it's very exciting so we're going to walk you through a bunch of different stories from Sam Bankman freed to Donald Trump's, you know, get him off the ballot in Colorado fight. All sorts of great stories to tell you about today. Believe you me. And a good news at the very end of the program that I think is extraordinary. And you need it before you walk into the weekend. So thank you for being a part of it. Remember to get our app, Wendy Bell Radio Network, and the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I don't even think I was 10, but it's one of my earliest childhood memories of going to a drive-in movie theater with my sister and my mom and dad. It was in the 70s at some point. I might have been eh, five or six wearing feety pajamas. I had my frog sleeping blanket in the back of my mom's uh, station wagon where the, the back seats folded underneath, you know? And, uh, and my sister and I got our stuff. We got in the car, went out to this, uh, to this really cool movie theater outside i'd never seen one before you remember the ones where you'd have to get the thing on the hook next to you and hang it on the inside of your window or you'd tune it in on the radio of your car if you were lucky and you were at a really posh one of these movie drive-in theaters there was going to be some kind of a convenience stand and you'd go inside and wind through the thing and get a hot dog or popcorn whatever the movie that was playing was the sting 
Do you guys remember that? Great Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Great, great, great movie. And while I was too young to understand all the nuances of the con and all of the players and the various components of it, as I got older and I saw it again, of course, have great memories of it. We are living through so many various stings right now, different cons. We have people out there who have varying degrees of ability with which they are able to, I guess, enrapture us in their own fraud, which like a fairy tale we want to believe in. Whether it's Sam Bankman freed, how he could pass off to people, not just people his age or people in his realm, but thousands upon thousands of people to trust him, to give their money to him, their savings to him, when it would be arguable that, of course, he had no knowledge of whatever he was doing in the quote-unquote crypto sphere. But how is that any different than what Bill Gates is? How is, how is Sam Bankman-Fried and his corrupt fraud of a sting, how is it any different than... Fauci, or what the Biden crime family syndicate has tried to pull off, pull off, though with far less intuitive and I wouldn't say very methodical, perhaps sincerely deep thinking motivations here. It's, I want money, so we're going to buy stuff by selling access to our office and to the Biden name. But I stumbled upon a story that I know has been in the headlines. I know it's been uh, a Netflix special. There have been all sorts of interviews about it and movies done. And it's the downfall of Elizabeth Holmes. She's the woman, of course, the young woman who wanted to be the world's first, America's first, self-made billionaire woman. And she was super interesting. She came from a background, a lineage, great-great-great-granddaughter, I believe, of Fleischmann, of Fleischmann's yeast. Right. They lost their family fortune. And I think Elizabeth's parents sort of looked at her as being the de facto. We're going to get it back. As a young lady, she had dreams of, of being rich, of being important, of being impressive. And she created this aura around herself, going so far as to specifically changing her voice and creating ideas that were just wild enough, though rooted somewhere in the realm of medical possibility, that people fall, fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker, millions and millions of dollars. She grew a multi-billion dollar industry that was predicated on a fraudulent device. Theranos was the company, and she had alleged that she could test your blood from home, from wherever, with a singular drop, with this amazingly cutting edge and highly altruistic, if you will, piece of technology. And people fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, even though true scientists, true medical professionals realize that there's no way that something at home in a very small capacity could take a singular drop of blood and even test for cancer, let alone typical diabetes things, et cetera, et cetera. But people invested in her anyway. And she grew this empire and she gave TED Talks and she was on magazine covers and she hit that mark. First female self-made billionaire in this country. Wow. Her parents so proud they always thought she was gifted. But as all of these schemes ultimately do, the unraveling began began when enough people using the device realized it didn't work. 
she had sold them something that was farcical. And she was able to enrapture all of these people in this lair because not just of the promise of the device and how everybody wished that it would work, but also her own aura, her own commanding presence. And every single day that she stepped forward, she knew what she was doing, every dollar she took, every person she hired, every claim she put out there, every talk that she gave was predicated on a lie. But see, something is so interesting about these stories. All of them, Sam Bankman Freed, Elizabeth Holmes, Bernie Madoff, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, all of these people have layers upon layers of underlings who've worked with them, who know that they're fraudulent, who suspect the science is bogus, who realize it's all garbage, and for whatever reason, don't step forward to unravel it. These things are very intriguing in history. And ladies and gentlemen, some of those stories which we have been fed ardently by a very excitable media when it comes to left-wing, uniparty, policies, stories, agenda items of sock, they will bandwagon these things and push them out there, give them legitimacy. Well, Elizabeth Holmes is in prison for at least 11 years. So that is her price. Sam Bankman freed yesterday found guilty on all seven counts. It wasn't even close. Didn't even take but until lunch for the jury to come up with that. He's con- he could go away from 115 years. Jeffrey Epstein, obviously his mysterious suicide. That's so odd, and we're still scratching our heads about that one. But we could go on and on and on about these things. The unraveling, however, is starting in a very interesting pace right now. Fauci's coming under the spotlight. Why? Why was he doing experiments with bats using a virus he imported in from China, from the same lab where the coronavirus came? Really? Why was he doing that? Sam Bankman fried He's going to go away. Too, too little, too late, of course. Joe Biden and the crime family syndicate. That's all about to blow up, and it will. It's taking a dramatically and dizzyingly long amount of time But it will. Everybody ensconced in COVID, everybody whose fingerprints were all over the vaccines, all of it is going to come out and you and I are going to be left looking in the mirror, deciding to ourselves, how did I fall for that? And what do I do now to prevent not getting conned in the future? I don't want to be in that movie, The Sting, unless I'm the one doing the stinging. That's not in my nature. There's a brazenness, however, the brazen cash in the pockets in the closet, the gold bars, the diamonds, the multi-million dollar properties, the jets, the exorbitant in-your-face disregard for being a scumbag, which ultimately leads to everyone's downfall. We're going to walk through these storylines today. It's a good thing. It's happening. All right? All right, when we come back, House does something pretty big. They come up with a deal. We're ready. $14.5 billion for Israel. 
So who on the left signed up for it? Who on the right voted against it? And what happens next? It's called flushing of the covey. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. There's so many circumstances and so many ancillary players and things that have to happen for for fantastic frauds. Like, I would say Bill Gates, for sure, is a fantastic fraud. Has he made millions and billions of dollars? Certainly. But what he wants to do isn't safe or effective. It's not altruistic. It's not benefiting the world. And yet he sells himself like that. Sam Bankman-Fried was a a boy genius. We're supposed to get behind this guy. He's so curious. He's just weird enough that I bet you it's probably legit. Now it was a fraud from the beginning until the end. Alpha to Omega. This is Elizabeth Holmes, 100% fraudulent. But because of her charisma and everybody around her who enabled her, the fraud continued to such a degree before it just went. And then people get hurt. On the flip side of all of this, in Crazy World Part 2, there's an actual House of Representatives and the Republicans in the House are moving measures like yesterday where they passed $14.5 billion in uh, aid for Israel. And by the way, this is the plan to slash the IRS budget, which everybody should be able to get behind. I don't know about you guys, but in purposeful and created by our government inflation. Where people live paycheck to paycheck in staggering numbers, where we've already surpassed the $1 trillion credit card mark, where the cost to buy a home and get a 30-year mortgage now is three times what it was when Joe Biden took office, right? 8.49%. Who can afford that? With war in the Middle East, the spigots of our gas and, and oil off Day number one by this administration and us now seeing the prices at the pump go up. Don't you think now is a perfect time to tell the IRS to suck it? I do. I don't need these people wondering what I'm spending $601 on. Of course, the guys is they're going after the rich. We're going to go after the rich who don't pay their fair share, says Joe Biden, even though he's part of the rich that doesn't pay his fair share. Duh. I think we can all get behind this, but apparently not the Democrats. All but 12 of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday voted against the very measure that pants on fire. Oh, my gosh, we've got to get a speaker ASAP last week had everybody's boxers in a bunch. Get a speaker. We need this aid. Well, in a week, they've moved the package. We don't want to lump it all together the way you guys are so apt to do because it's in the lumping that all the pork of suck that you and I pay for that never benefits us and we never get any receipts for anyway happens. So the House says, all right, uh, 114.5, 14.3, whatever the final amount is, and we're not going to have taxpayers funded. We're going to take this from an already bloated bean counting budget And we're going to make it happen this way. Therefore, living up to our policy of fiscal conservatism. Enough adding to my grandchildren's debt. We've already maxed out their credit cards. And they're not even born yet. Who are the two Republicans who voted against this? Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Interesting. Why would they have voted against it? Hmm. The 12 voting in favor for it. 
Now, this is not surprising. The majority of these people are Jewish congressmen and women. I get why this would be significant to them. But there are others. Angie Craig from Minnesota. Dan, uh, Don Davis, excuse me, from North Carolina. Lois Frankel from Florida. Jared Golden from Maine. New Jersey's Josh Gottheimer. Greg Landsman from Ohio. Jared Moskowitz from Florida. Darren Soto, also Florida. Haley Stevens, Michigan. California's Juan Vargas. Florida's Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And Florida's Frederica Wilson. All voting alongside the, the Republicans for the 122 for and 196 against 14 point change billion dollar Israeli aid package. Now, this is the interesting part. The Senate says it's not going to fly. Joe Biden says he's not going to sign it. Then you know what? Stop freaking telling us that you're worried about helping our greatest ally. Stop saying garbage because what you really want is the lump sum package. And we've told you repeatedly that we're not down with that. It's this weird thing going on, ladies and gentlemen. There are some representatives in our house who are doing their jobs. They're listening to we the people who are their bosses. And yet there are some who are not. What's a part of this bill? Quickly go through this because this has been a source of a lot of conversation these last few weeks. Joe Biden mulling over a supplementary uh, request for a massive $100 billion earmarked for defense assistance to Israel and Ukraine. House Republicans and these 12 Democrats said no. Let's just get the aid where it needs to go right now. And that aid is to Israel. Who are these fat cats in the Senate who are going to hold it up? What are we, 51 Democrats to 49 Republicans? Is that where we are now? So who is going to vote against this, you think, in the Senate Republican ranks? I'm going to go with Mitt Romney. I'm going to go with Mitch McConnell. I'll say Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. All of your usual uniparty swamp creatures of sock Republicans. These are the votes that are necessary. These are the pivotal times when time is of the essence and they try to push things as in the speaker's race. But when the when the rubber hits the road and the money is there and it's ready to go sign off on it and it's out the door. Ah, I don't know about that. Tells you everything you need to hear. It was like Elizabeth Holmes' inability to be able to give you specificity about her company, about what the product could or couldn't do. We're giving you specifics, the Senate, Joe Biden, and you guys want all the blurred, bloated budgets. All right, hang with me, ladies and gentlemen, because we, when we come back, Big news out of Colorado with Donald Trump's trial there to keep him off the ballot. Oh boy, it's delicious. And it's next. There's a couple very interesting stories we need to pay attention to. I'm getting more and more of a feeling that Colorado is the epicenter of the 2024 election steal. And you might say, wow, that, that's kind of bold. Well, I'm seeing a lot of pictures pointing me in that direction. 
So as you know, Donald Trump is on trial because there's a group of of activists because that always makes sense. I love when activists are involved in anything. That just means that something that we all care about is going to suck. Right. And so these activists are alleging that because people were at the ellipse on January 6th, wandered over to the Capitol, that there was something that they deemed to be an insurrection, that Donald Trump is now precluded from being a contender for the 2024 election. And as such, because it's a stipulation in the Section 3 of Article 14, whatever the hell it is in the in the Constitution, whatever, that we uh, do not get to have Donald Trump as a candidate. He is now precluded because he uh, aided in uh, sparking a rebellion. Farcical. We know it's farcical. Everything about it is stupid. And the case is being illuminated now for the degree of its stupidity. And this is what happens when you hire in a box checking capacity. I'm going to hire you for a job because you look a certain way. Because that's more important right now in this crazy world that we live in of woke ESG DEI nonsense than who you are, what your talent level is, and what you can add to whatever it is I'm doing to make this place better. The point is to gum up the works, to grind us down to stonewall, slow walk, run out the clock, throw in another cheat and break you. Break you to your knees, force you to succumb, give up everything you have and live off of the government. And you're like, that is, that's quite a stretch. Well, that's the plan. I got a couple stories for you that give me hope. Enormous development. Colorado prosecutors caught in a major lie in court case to remove President Trump from the ballot with bum, 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 video evidence. What? Let's go through this together. Apparently, Democrats were up to their old dirty tricks again earlier this week. The Democrat Party's radical far left attorneys in Colorado and that they are delivered their opening statement to toss President Trump from the ballot in the state. During their opening remarks, the Trump-hating attorneys shared two clips of President Trump's speech at the Ellipse to one million supporters, of course, on that day, January 6, 2021. Now, they insist President Trump started a violent riot. He was out there. He was whipping up the crowd more than Rashida Tlaib could with a bullhorn and her own malignance outside the Capitol just last week. So they say Trump started a violent riot, but they refused to play video of his statement calling on his supporters to what was it again? Oh, that's right. Peacefully. March to the U.S. Capitol. But that's not all. The prosecuting attorneys also lied about their timeline of events that they showed showed in court on Monday. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to go with federal trial, any trial. Probably not a good time to invent, concoct evidence, twist dates, 
lie on the stand. I mean, there is that whole reason the Bible, the hand on it. Hey, repeat after me. There's a whole reason why that happens. It's to get us all to that ground zero base level where we remember we probably ought to tell the truth here. Well, not unless, not if you had, are an anti-Trump, American-hating pro, uh, prosecutor. So here's how it goes. The Democrats are trying everything they can, of course, to get him thrown off the ballot in Colorado. After that happens, if it happens, there are all sorts of ancillary lawsuits ready to go in various other states. So this spreads across the fruited plain. But falsifying video footage and timestamps, I'm going to go with is a very strange, new and despicable low. In fact, it is perjury and it took place in the opening statements. January 6th defendant Trennis Evans has been bludgeoned by the January 6th unselect committee in Washington, D.C. already. Now, during their hearings, they slandered this man's image and his actions, implying that he was involved in what they call an insurrection. The committee, this is Nancy Pelosi's hand-selected committee, played video footage showing Evans repeating a tweet posted by President Trump over his megaphone at the steps of the U.S. Capitol. The footage provided a timestamp that was falsified in order to push the narrative of unhinged Democrats and Liz Cheney. Now, this suffering of character assassination came during a time when Evans was worried about the safety of his family dealing with the struggles of his 13-year-old son, who'd been held at gunpoint by the FBI in an early morning raid on the Evans household. Now, this week, Evans is again being used in falsified video for the propagated lies prosecutors are pushing in Colorado against Trump. These videos are the same debunked videos that the January 6th committee used. The timestamps, again, are fraudulent, not by seconds or by minutes, but by hours. This case is unprecedented, as it is the first time the 14th Amendment has been used to try to keep a candidate for president off of a ballot. Colorado prosecutors are seemingly not above using falsified evidence to get this agenda of the left completed. The sideshow trial against Trump has been aired live on media outlets all over the world. Working through the barrage of leftist backlashes, backlash, attacks on fellow January Sixers and even death threats. This man, Evans, perseveres as he brings awareness to the American people. And by the way, using video that was presented purposefully premeditated, calculated by the January 6th committee to create the illusion of insurrection. To create the illusion of Donald Trump as the leader of an unhinged faction that wanted to overthrow the government. And then taking the timestamp switching it around to create the illusion that Donald Trump said something that this gentleman then projected to the crowd, which incited people to climb up the the scaffolds and break into the Capitol building, isn't just a lie. It's a dangerous, dangerous path to take when you're trying to unseat and destroy a political candidate and presumptive presidential nominee. Beyond that, my friends, beyond that, Donald Trump's lawyers 
have dropped some very damaging information. It says bombshell in this article. I hate that word. But they say that they have proof that the special prosecutor in Donald Trump's other case that's being heard right now, the classified documents case, that prosecutor Jack Smith worked with, hand in hand, with Joe Biden, the Department of Justice, and the National Archives to create the storyline that had the FBI invading and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Remember Joe Biden? Remember all of the people who said, I think it was Jen Psaki at the time, who was his press secretary? We had no notice. Nobody told us this was going on. CNN knew because their cameras were locked down outside Mar-a-Lago to capture all of the wonderful footage of a, a former president's home being freaking raided by the Department of Justice. Trump's lawyers Wednesday afternoon attended a hearing in Fort Pierce, Florida, on whether Judge Cannon will agree to postpone the classified documents trial currently scheduled for May of next year. Cannon signaled she may postpone Trump's trial. She also admonished one of Jack Smith's prosecutors. And this is according to Julie Kelly, who we've had on this program multiple times. She attended the hearing in person Wednesday, and according to her... Trump's lawyers revealed some very interesting things. Trump's lawyers told Judge Cannon they discovered a June 2023 letter asking DOE to remove Trump's active security clearance. This was a few weeks after Jack Smith handed down classified uh, the the uh, indictment for these classified documents. Trump's lawyers also told the judge they have evidence that the Biden White House collaborated with the National Archives, the DOJ, and intel agencies to determine which documents to include in Jack Smith's indictment. Now, wait a minute. Donald Trump was impeached, impeached by the House of Representatives for allegedly asking Vladimir Zelensky to investigate then-Donald Trump's political opponent, Joe Biden. This is a president. This is a president using his Department of Justice, National Archives, and other intel agencies to target a former president who is his presumptive challenger in the next election. And nobody's talking about this as an impeachment? Are you out of your mind? We also know Biden asked the National Archives to remove Trump's executive privilege over documents. The National Archives granted Joe Biden's request. Biden then declared certain uh, documents that Donald Trump had unclassified. He reclassified them. And then he used that new classification to order the Mar-a-Lago raid. Donald Trump leaves office, takes things with him, says he doesn't have time to go through everything. He's declassified stuff so he can move it lawfully. Biden goes to National Archives. Hey, Take his security clearances away. NARA does that. Biden then reclassifies the unclassified documents to justify the FBI's going in and fingering through Melania's underwear drawer and flipping Barron's bedroom, all so that CNN and the left-wing media could capture it. This, my friends, is so far beyond so far beyond 
anything Donald Trump could have even possibly said in that phone call with Vladimir Zelensky. And nobody's talking about it. Except the judge knows. And we're following it. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, New York Mayor Eric Adams. Wait, what? He's now ensnarled in something disgusting, too? His 2020 election funded by what? Oh, boy. Buckle up, friends. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Now, Brock, are you playing that song for any particular reason? Are you thinking of something in particular here? Or did it just happen to make your loop? It just happened to make the loop. But let's be honest. We can now use it more than ever. We sure can. How about this story? The FBI now investigating an alleged corruption ring, if you will, in Mayor Eric Adams' 2021 election campaign over illegal donations from Turkey. Now, I always have been mystified about what is alluring about Eric Adams. He's a dullard. He sounds like a dope. You don't need a dope to be the mayor of America's largest city. You need somebody who's got experience. You need somebody who thinks outside the box. You need somebody who can slice through the noise and quickly get things organized and can identify out of the gates priorities that aren't injurious to the people of New York. They have a failed, failed mayor in New York. Everybody knows it. But what if he's also corrupt? Well, here's your story. And how does this involve a construction company? Donations to Eric Adams' campaign and Turkey. That's weird. We've got Bob Menendez with gold bars. We've got Joe Biden in the library with classified documents, right? What? Now we've got Eric Adams with shady business deals with Turkey? This is odd. Kind of shocking federal investigation into potential illegal foreign donations to New York City Mayor Eric Adams' 2021 election campaign. This has been unveiled following an unexpected raid at the house of his chief fundraiser, a young woman by the name of Brianna Suggs. This happened about this time yesterday. Thursday, the FBI conducted a raid on the Brooklyn residence of Brianna Suggs, the chief fundraiser for New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Now, anybody looking at this young lady, you'd scratch your head. She, she's like 26. She's a baby. She's got a really nice brownstone in Brooklyn and a very fancy black shiny infinity. That's a great job for a youngster. Suggs has been a pivotal figure in Mayor Adams' political journey. She's been instrumental in raising funds for his campaigns, amassing more than $2.5 million dollars for his 2025 re-election bid. Now, the professional relationship between Adams and Suggs goes back to 2017 when she joined his office as an administrative intern. Going from intern to chief fundraiser? That is so fast, isn't it? It's like Elizabeth, the what's-her-face's ability to create all that income so quickly. We all want to believe the fairy tale. She later ascended to the role of fundraiser and then director of logistics for Adams' triumphant 2021 mayoral campaign. Currently, Suggs is associated with the Kings County Democratic Committee uh, County Committee, where she serves as a fundraiser. 
She's garnered $18.4 million for Adam's 2021 campaign, already amassed a bundle for the 2025. So this is where this is going kind of sideways, though. As the federal agents are raiding her home, this has to do with campaign contributions, Turkey, and a construction company. Now, she found herself at the center of a sweeping inquiry by federal prosecutors and the FBI agents over possible collusion between Adams' campaign and the Turkish government. This is according to a search warrant issued and obtained by some members of the media. The search warrant revealed an investigation into potential straw donor schemes involving foreign campaign donations. Crimes being probed include theft of federal funds and conspiracy to steal federal funds. Wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, as well as campaign contributions by foreign nationals and conspiracy to make such contributions. The curious involvement of a Brooklyn-based construction firm with known links to Turkey and an obscure university in Washington, D.C., also associated with the country and with Mayor Adams, has also been probed by investigating authorities. This is what we know as per the New York Times. The construction company was identified in the warrant, portions of which were obtained by the Times, as KSK Construction Group in Brooklyn. So nice where that's where she lives. Suggs. So weird. Individuals who listed their employer as KSK donated nearly 14,000 to Adams 2021 campaign, according to campaign finance records. A person who answered the telephone at the company declined to comment. The search warrant sought financial records for Ms. Suggs and an entity controlled or associated with her, documents related to contributions to the mayor's campaign, records of travel to Turkey by an employee, an officer or an associate of the campaign, and documents related to the interactions between the campaign and the government of Turkey, including people acting at the behest of the Turkish government. Now, it's so weird because Adams himself has gushed about his seven trips to Turkey. Seven trips. Why is he going so often? Do you imagine? What is he getting? What are you selling? What kind of construction deals are being awarded to that company? And how is that company and its quote-unquote employees donating, donating so much money to Mayor Adams? And by default to his young fundraiser, Suggs. It's almost like it's the same playbook. Take out the players, take out the people and the, the businesses, and add different ones. How is this any different from FTX? How is this any different from Act Blue? How is this any different than any scheme like Bob Menendez's or the Biden crime family syndicates? We're going to give you something in return for your cash. And in this instance, that cash seems to have helped Eric Adams become the mayor of Suck. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Today's sacrificial lamb on the left, Sam Bankman freed. Yes, I'm sorry to say. I guess he's going to prison. Or is he? Next. 